This is the Spawn on Me cast. This is Khalif Adams and my boy Cicero Holmes. We are here to talk to you. This is episode five. I am super excited. What is the deal with you guys? Cicero, how are you, sir? Well, I am great, sir. Um, one of the things that I love is whopping in with the <laughs> intro. I love that effing intro. It is great. Um, I am great. Um, you know, I have battled the storm, as it were. We'll talk about that oh, a little man. later. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm super excited about what we've been able to accomplish in the in the five short episodes that we've been able to do. I, I want to send a quick, a quick big ups and shout out to our uh, our mes amis en France. <laughs> Uh, I want to say to our French listeners, uh, bienvenue au Procago. So, um, I hope, I hope that French wasn't, uh, wasn't too See, bad. You're making me, you're making um, me look bad now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I try and do, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm straight busting out with some, uh, some Martin Spanish talking about yo tango un gato <laughs> en mi pantalones and you're busting out real French. <laughs> to our friends and <laughs> listeners. Okay, fine. Whatever. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um which which we do have. Uh we were talking about it. We are not only in you know, not only are we jamming in the US, but we are legitimately jamming in Bucharest. Yeah. Um we are in eighty four different yep, countries. 84- 84, 84 regions. different regions have listened to the podcast, and that is thanks to all of you out there who are listening, hopefully right now. Yeah, thank you so we much. We really want to tell you again, thank you, and please, you know, if you like the show, share it with other people, rate it, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, RSS, all that good stuff. Right. And it's really been yeah. fun. It's really been dope. We want to thank all the all the people who have been um, sharing it and passing on uh, all the good words and good vibes, um, and we want to, you know, push that forward. This episode, and go back a little bit real quick and say another big thanks to all the guests that we've had. We've had some awesome guests in five episodes. Yeah, it's, it's been, been kind of nuts. We unbelievable. Had like, we had some yeah. kind of big-named people on the show already, and it's been because, right. again, people are digging the show, and we've felt like we can just right. do that. Um, so, right. Sean Alexander, who was on the show last week, uh, thank you again. We want to big you up and shout everybody out again for supporting him. And he has a couple of days left on his on his uh, Kickstarter, so we want to push that out again to you guys and you know spread that spread that love to him and his crew over there at New Challenger because they need it. They need the help to get that uh, over the finish line. They're 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 a couple bucks short right. of where they uh, need to be. Yeah, the game is treachery and beat yeah, down city. You want to get them uh, so, uh, over, yeah. over the hump and get them into pushing that game out because that game is one, it's fun, it's dope, and two, it's really important for the community for both people of color and everybody in, right. in general. So we want to definitely make right. sure that they get the love right. that they deserve. Um, and word, it's been a pretty good week. And you can't you can't start a podcast after watching uh, Snake Eyes from SoCal take out a whole <laughs> yes. team of dudes. From NorCal up at SCR 2014. I watched that before we started no, this, rap, and uh, my flip, hype level is at 9,000. Yeah, flipping around. He's from NorCal. NorCal represent wow. right now. And he shut down He shut down the Southern Cal cats because, you know, NorCal is where it's at, baby. You got them Redwoods. Ooh, boy. 
You got the Sierra Nevadas. You got the Bay, Alameda. You know, you rocking. You rocking. Not you know. You're not rocking. Rocking with. I'm the not going to go into a super heavy, but I'll just give the quick rundown. He basically <laughs> was down five to one, and took out a whole team of dudes. Some of the best uh, NorCal uh, players in the country, P.R. Barog, and some other dudes. Uh, Ricky Ortiz took all these dudes out by himself with Zangief, who I hate. So I want to give Snake Eyes <laughs> a big shout out wherever you are, dude. You you rocked it. That joint got me super hyped for this episode. Yeah. So understand that that is the case. You are loved, sir. Good job. Yes. Good job. Good job. Good job. Well done. Well done. Word. Well done. So we're going to run into the shoe dabble of this week uh, for episode five. We're going to get into yeah. a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, we also want to thank you guys for uh, bigging up all the all the articles that we posted in the past week. So uh, before we get into that, we're going to talk about the first topic of today's show, which is the crazy closing of Irrational Studios. We know that this is a little bit late on the new side, um, but we think it's kind of important. It's one of those weird things that happens in the gaming sphere that you don't see often. You lose a big, I mean, studios close often enough now, which is unfortunate, but a, a big named comp, right. big named uh, studio that put a really big game out with a guy at the helm like Levine, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't really happen often. So, um, yeah. So for, for those of you who may not know, um, Rational Studio, responsible for the Bioshock franchise. Um, they finished the last bit of DLC for Bioshock Infinite. And then uh, Ken Levine put out a letter basically saying that it was it was a fun ride, y'all. Peace. I'm going off to do some other things within 2K, the 2K umbrella. But they've decided to downsize their their uh, their group. Their rational games will still be around, but ninety five percent of the workforce will no longer be working for Irrational. They're gonna, you know, have to find their way. And to his credit, uh, Ken Levine said that they're, you know, they're setting up some job workshops where they're going to have an opportunity. A lot of the devs are gonna have an opportunity to get a job within 2k if the if the the fit is right in other studios within 2k and then also uh reaching out to some of the other party you know third party developers that they have relationships with so to see you know to try and get these people jobs so so you know kudos to ken levine and the principles that are rational to you know really try and do something positive for for that group um but at the same time he's he's decided that he wants to do something different and instead of leaving the company that he started which you know it's you know it's kind of here here and there um in terms of you know how how we feel how at least how i feel about it um he's decided hey i'm going to reshape what this company is we're going to do games where we deal with more interactive storytelling um you know basically what it sounds like to me is they saw what telltale has been able to do with the walking dead and the wolf among us and and season two and they really like what they're able to do with a very limited with a very limited budget and and staff size to make really compelling games that people enjoy 
um, that are making lots and lots of money. Um, so I think he's going to try and, and be a me too guy with, with in, in that space, which, you know, I guess I more don't power know. It's, to him. it's, I don't know. I'm of a couple of minds where it, it feels like for people who have been paying attention to Ken Levine's career for the past 10 to 15 years, especially during the whole Bioshock beginnings, maybe they saw this as, as like writing on the wall from a long time, from a long way out. Like there's been a whole bunch of stuff that he's talked about in various interviews where he has basically said, I want to do games that I want to do the way I want to do them. And no one else is going to tell me how to run the ship. And that can be really dangerous when you have a company that has a bunch of employees. And again, I don't know all the particulars of how this all went down. I can just get and glean from what I can, from what the internet has been telling me. But it seems to me like a part of this is I'm taking my ball and going home. And, and the taking right. my ball and going home maneuver has been done before by him, before Bioshock 2 came out. He did, he right. did this before. Right. It doesn't, it's, this isn't one of those things where this is brand new to the Ken Levine uh, mode. The thing that I'm worried about is you have a company that has a massive amount of employees. You're based out of, out of Boston right now, which does not have an amazing group of uh, vast studios there. They have great studios that are, that are located right. there. Um, great, great developers that are there, but uh, cause harmonics and the and crew out there too. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't bode well for the gaming development community of your city. If one of the biggest spots that, that is based out there bounces out because possibly the, the leader of the crew decides that he wants to go home. Um, so right. I, you know, that's, that's a little bit dangerous for, for most people. He kept 15% of his crew, uh, to stay on, I guess, a core group of, um, writers and devs. Uh, but I don't know how anybody in the gaming community can 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 trust his word at this point. He has a level of cachet that comes along with being the person who started up Bioshock because it was a great series. But if you do this to people where it seemed out of the you know out of the blue, they were just like, I have no job now. You can't do that and expect people to want to ride with you when you when you make a new game. And and if the word right. on the street is that you're really hard to work with, I don't know how that's going to play itself out for you later on down the road. So I don't know. I feel bad for all the people who lost their gigs. It's really hard out there, especially in game development. The one good thing I did see uh, during the during the week that it happened was every every studio that had openings, they were posting jobs left and right. So I'm hoping a lot of those people land on their feet and uh, get themselves together because that's that's a really hard way to do it. The problem that really also comes about from that is now you have to uproot. You've been you've been you've been based in Boston right. for a long right. period of time. Game yeah. development is not short. Right. So now you have to go to one of the hot spots, which is back to the West Coast. So you go to you go to Houston or or Texas, and go down there to develop. Right. Um. And that sucks because people have to basically uproot their lives for that because possibly right. one dude had a, had a really crappy experience. Um, right. So I don't know. It's I don't know. That's craziness. Craziness. Right. Craziness. Yeah. And and it's 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 kind of a tenuous thing too because. The the way game development kind of works is it works in this cycle um, where you you're you know, you're a attempt, essentially right. a temp dev. You work on a project. As soon as that project's over, you're laid off and then you've got to You know, and then you've got to try and find, you know, glom on to the next project someplace right. else until you become valuable enough 
that you become a permanent partner, that you become essentially like one of Ken Levine's top 15% or whatever it is um, at someplace right. else. And, you know, I mean, that's that's a tough thing. You, I mean, these aren't these game developers aren't sports players. They're not, you know, not <laughs> yeah, there's no guaranteed contracts in where, game development. <laughs> right, right. Right. And, you know, and you're not making millions and millions of dollars where if you get traded from Boston to L.A., it sucks, but it's not that big of a deal. You know that you can go and buy a condo, you know, and and have a place and not have to worry about where you're going to live or how you're going to eat or or any of those other things. You know, that all that stuff has worked out for you. Um, So, you know, I I really feel for these guys. I really do. Yeah, that's really really bad and it kind of i hate to i hate to make this terrible segue this this is one of the worst segues mm-hmm. you can make and i'm gonna do it but i played the left behind dlc <laughs> that was a terrible segue i'm sorry talk talk about talk about uh you know draconian <laughs> uh absolutism <laughs> I, I, I played the left behind this post-apocalyptic world <laughs> of ken levine's running around biting people and killing them off right yeah, kind of sort of um right, right so i played right. the left behind dlc if you have not heard about this this is the dlc story-based dlc for uh the last of us um and I have to give massive props and kudos again to Naughty Dog for pulling off a magnificent piece of, of, of content. They understand exactly how to pull the heartstrings and to make everything very, very just wrap themselves around each other in a way that is not done very well by lots of studios. So it was really, really good. It's the, it's the story of Ellie again, and it takes a part, it takes part in where uh there's a section of the game if you played the main story if you have not played the main story you know cover your ears right now but there's a but there's a there's a part in the story where joel the the other protagonist gets hurt and um it flashes forward to another section in the game in which ellie is going out to find supplies so during the part where she's finding supplies left behind takes place um you find that ellie is walking around in this mall and it's a fast forward uh and also a retelling of of a part of the story that you kind of get a glimpse into in the, in the main story it, it, she she kind of references a friend of hers i just forgot the name of the of the, the other character in the game right now and that's terrible if you if you could google that for me really quick Cicero, that would be dope yeah yeah i got cuz yeah, i totally I just you. i totally just blanked on it um but you but you two characters it tells the story of the two girls and and their and their their connection, their relationship during this part of the, in the quote unquote zombie apocalypse. And it's really, really well done. It's, it's, it brings together, um, some gameplay elements from the, from the first part of the story from the, from the main game. It does a really good jumping back and forth between, between the main game and the, the extra content. Um, I don't want to spoil any of it, any of it because you really need to play it to, to enjoy it. There's some really cool Facebook integration stuff that they put into the game as well. Um, but it's heartfelt. It, it, it really goes into the, to the really interesting backstory of Ellie because Ellie is a badass. Ellie has always been a badass. It seems from, from, from birth at some point. Um, and it softens her up a little bit, which is really nice to see. It softens her up in a, in a nice emotional way that shows the love between, between her, herself and the other character whose name is, 
something that I forget. Riley. 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 Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, between yeah. Ellie and Riley. And um, Riley is a great. Yep. Ri- yep. Teddy Riley. Teddy yep, Riley. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. You're about to make me do a New Jack Swing <laughs> reference in the middle of talking about this. That's terrible. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, Riley also is a really interesting character in the game. It, 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 the way that they, the actress that portrays her, goes about it it shows the toughness that you have to have in the zombie apocalypse and again it's done in a way that is not like joel because joel is very very gruff joel is very very right you know emotionally detached and he doesn't have the bits and, and pieces i did it bits and pieces <laughs> that the other two characters really have and they don't have that same connection so it's really cool to see uh, there's a little bit of semi faux controversy. I think that people, once you get to play it, will understand. Um, there's, there's, there, I'll, I'll say this one part. Well, no, I don't know if I want to say it because it, it, it might ruin it. Do we, do we want to say it? I don't know. Yeah, you know, listen. If you haven't played it, if you, if you haven't played it, and we realize that it's, it's, we're, we're fairly new. Like it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty early on. Um, but so this is. So we are at, uh, let's, let's do we're a time like stamp. like 19 minutes so into we're about, the podcast right now. Right, right, right. Something, something, something around that, that moment. So we'll keep yeah. it short. We'll keep it right. two minutes and then we'll tell you when, right. when so you we're gonna, come back. We're going to drop you out. Right. But we're, we're going to spoil. Yeah. We're going to spoil it for, for a second. So don't listen if you haven't. All right. If so you if, you're, if you have not played it. So now is the time to cover your ears. One, two, three, cover your right. ears. Three, cover your ears. All right. So, yeah. Ka, do you think uh-huh. Ellie is a lesbian? And, and if so, how do you feel about that? Um, we have to, we have to give a little bit of the backstory on that. So there is, sure. there is a relationship between Ellie and Riley that, in the beginning of the game, I didn't really, I didn't really pay that much attention to it because it just felt like two young girls who were in their prepubescent stages or a little bit after that, you know, just being girls in this world, you know, and it didn't feel like the, like there was a certain level of attraction between the two. It just felt like two girls who, who, who had a connection and, and one, you have to kind of pull back a little bit when you ask about the lesbian question and that's because there is a kiss at the towards the end of the DLC that kind of threw me off at first only because I wasn't expecting it. And that's a testament to, okay. to, to the way that the game was, was done or the, the way that the content was done. Um, I expected it to be something, but I didn't expect it to necessarily be any physical in- interaction in that realm, but it, it didn't really focus me in as being, like oh she's a lesbian it was interesting it was actually interesting because the same week that the dlc came out and i played it was the same week that ellen page came out as a lesbian it was like the day it was like the day the day after the dlc came out and i played it the the next day ellen page came out as a lesbian which really made me laugh right um because i was like isn't that ironic you look like ellen page and uh just came out Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, not to be confused, Ellen Page, who looks like Ellie, um, is does not play Ellie. Ellie is played by Ashley Johnson, who was on Growing Pains. She was Chrissy Seaver on Growing Pains, 
Ellen Page actually plays the protagonist in Beyond Two Souls, which is a very, very weird mm-hmm. game. I don't even know if I would recommend you playing I, it. I would recommend it because right. I like David Cage games, but that's a whole other story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, aside, tangent is, tangent gone. is gone. So, Go there's a kiss in between the two characters, and uh, it, I guess it depends on how you look at sexuality. That's the way that I I would portray my my mm-hmm. uh, opinion on this particular thing. Um, is I believe sexuality is fluid. You know, she could be a lesbian right. in this in this particular part of the game. It doesn't really in the, in the grand scheme of thing. It does doesn't really even matter. But it made right. me pull back a second and say, you know, what what does this mean for this for this for this game in the respect of the totality of how you think of Ellie as a character? And Ellie as a character is a young girl who doesn't have a lot of people to love in this unit in this universe. You know, so right. to a certain extent, it makes a lot of sense. She she feels really close to Riley. Uh, she hasn't met she hasn't met Joel yet. Um, she's already lost people that she loves. So it makes it makes a lot of sense in that respect towards just having a loving affection towards another human being. And if that makes her a lesbian and she has a sexual want towards Riley, then sure, that makes sense. It, it doesn't seem like it's out of out of right. bounds. Or even like they, because you know, a lot of people talk about how they throw, how they're trying to throw sexuality in games just for the sake of it, and it didn't feel right. like that at all when when the, when this particular right. part of the, the the game happened. So uh, to answer that question, no, nah, I don't think she's a lesbian, and if she is a lesbian. That's dope. Be a lesbian. That's awesome. Right. Hook hook it up. So so yeah, I guess my feelings on it, you know. And and not to turn this into the political right. podcast, but uh, you know, first off, first off, who gives a <laughs> shit? I mean, when it, in 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 the real world, who gives right. a shit? You know, I mean, it's 2014. Everyone should grow up. And if you know, if a guy loves a guy, so what? If a girl loves a girl, so what? If a girl loves a guy and a girl, so right. what? Who cares? Um, but. But I, you know, I think one of the one of the really poignant points that you can you can kind of grasp from this story in this world uh, that Naughty Dog has so wonderfully put together is is the fact that in in a post apocalyptic world where there are so few humans mm-hmm. left, you you don't have the luxury of being bigoted that's, or prejudiced. That's, awesome. that's an awesome point. And, and and so you know so love truly just becomes love and if you love someone irrespective of you know your sexual orientation you see them as a right. being and 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 you're expressing your feelings of gratitude and love and closeness and oneness with them in the way that humans express that feeling with someone that they feel that way about. And I think that's the thing that they were able to portray there. And so, you know, for me, I think asking, asking, uh, if Ellie is a lesbian is, is a very, very loaded question. Um, you know, cause, because from my perspective, I think she's just the person who wants love. And, you know, and she will connect with someone 
regardless to whether they're a man or a woman. Um, and she, you know, she's not going to discriminate and say, Ooh, you know, you know, you've got a thingy. And I don't <laughs> like thingies. Um, so she's, I, I, yeah, like, I don't, I don't think that I, you know, I think that, it, you know, the ironic thing is here they are in this post post apocalyptic world, but they've evolved for, you know, beyond the, the silly petty prejudices that we have yeah. today. Um, so I, you know, I mean, that yeah, was, I wonderful. applaud Naughty Dog. Um, the, my follow up question fun. is, yeah, 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 no, no, no problem. I was just going to say that my follow up question is, is there a studio in gaming that is better than Naughty Dog? Is there? I, as far as making adult content that makes you want to think about the world around you, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the 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 Uncharted games aside, because Uncharted games are light in comparison, but also, you know, a lot of a lot of people talk about the ending of Bioshock Infinite, which I know people hate, and I know there are some people who really rail against that game. And and I also know right. that it's not necessarily the most uh, most uh, highly intellectual kinds of of, of of narrative in that game, and, the, and there's bits and pieces that, that people don't like. But I was as a person who loves conversations about multiverses, I was still really really happy with the ending of that game. It does not compare at all to any of the bits uh, any any of the parts of. Uh, the last of us it just doesn't the last of us is on a whole other level of narrative scope that that most games never get to and it, and and it talks and it gets to the point where you know david cage as well david cage has always tried to make this narrative experience and he fails usually most times um they have they have gotten the closest to the narrative based game as art game as movie as anyone has gotten so far that is that is absolutely true. That is yeah, absolutely yeah. true. And and well, yeah, and and you know, I mean, the the thing is, Naughty Dog, uh, you know, say what you want about the Uncharted series, it's uh, they are they have been able to accomplish that with the Uncharted series as well. They, I mean, they put out a trilogy of interactive movies essentially with with those games. So, I mean. They're they're amazing. Yeah, yeah the work they're that amazing. they do right now is 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 way above what most people are are even capable of doing. And I think that goes again to good writing. That goes to um, you know, people who understand going in the kinds of stories that want to be told, and they're not afraid to tell those stories, which I find really really refreshing. Right. Like they hand like they handled that right. kissing scene. In such a in such a, a, a an adult an adult way, right? Yeah, Not it wasn't like way, here. Right. This is something for shock value. Here's some shock value stuff that we need right. to throw into our game. It was very matter of fact. They totally just pulled it off, and you don't think about it again. You right. just think about it right. as two two characters, two human beings being human beings, and that you you don't get right. often enough. So when people yeah. when people talk yeah. about the next gen, what do we want? I want that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care yeah, about your nine hundred P's and absolutely. Your, your blah 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 and all that stuff. I don't mm-hmm. care about that. With next mm-hmm. gen, next gen stuff right. that I want is right. is is narrative, right. good, heartfelt right. discussions, and they don't necessarily have to be emotionally uh, uh, in depth. They can they can be totally light and and right. and, 
and and not crazy, but you know, right. th- I need more of that. Right. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, there is a that way that was a really good discussion, but uh, there's a uh, a a bring back or a return of Dead Nation on uh, PlayStation yep. Plus, and they're they're doing something called Broadcast Plus. Um, as you know, as actually a perfect segue to, into next gen stuff. This is a next a truly next gen feature. Why don't we talk yeah, about that? I. I- they posted a video the other day. Uh, there's a trailer up on the site. Um, and the, I mean, Dead Nation was a good game. It was a decent game. It wasn't amazing. It came from House Mark, same folks who made Resogun and Super Stardust HD. Um, but what I think really adds something to the table is features, right? Features are the things that are going to push next gen consoles to wherever they're supposed to go. It's, again, it's not going to be Absolutely. graphics. It's not going to be, you know, right. it'll be gameplay and it'll be features. Um, right. And the right. feature that they want to use with Broadcast Plus is so with the ability to stream your game on Twitch through your PS4, there will be options that you can vote on that you can basically make the game harder for the person who's playing it. Harder harder or easier to some extent. You can help or hinder them in some form or fashion if enough votes get to a specific option. So... That's, that's I mean dope. that's craziness. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to you want to add a, a horde of zombies to to the game, it'll be a horde of zombies that'll pop up. It'll be populated with people's names from the chat, if I believe. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah you can yeah. throw ammo to them. You can give them boosts and power ups and stuff like that. That's that's dope. That's gonna be some totally yeah. cool like. If you talk about people wanting to stream their games and you want to you want to push forward a feature on your system, that is totally a system selling feature for a particular game. Right, right, right. Let's let's hope that uh, that well, let's hope first off that that the community takes you know the community picks up on it. It's it's implemented well, and that devs in the future look at look at that level of interactivity. And and implement that into into some more games going into the future because that I mean that really sounds fantastic. It's, it feels like there are so many implementations that can come of this. It's you know they talk about what are the trending parts of of games right now. It's like you know can right. you get your game to 1080p? Can you get your game to 60 frames per second? Can you you know how is your multiplayer stuff coming along? You know, we need to add more players to the multiplayer to make it more fun, which is totally I'm totally against that. I totally don't right, think that that's right. that that's the right the right way to do right. things. Not right. it depends upon the game, but right. people think always think bigger yeah. and more is better. And a lot of times it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, but right. I, I hope if this works out the right way, if it's not super binary, that this kind of feature is something that gets put into more games. You know, when we jumped into the last part, the middle to the last part of the last generation, the, the feature list that people kind of added to the game was motion control, which, which was nice, but it didn't, it didn't really work well. This is something that brings both the community and the player into each other's living rooms, basically. And that's gonna be dope. Mm-hmm. I've already decided I'm gonna be streaming yeah. way more. You guys, you guys in the yeah. in the in the audience right now, you, you, the listeners right now, trust me, you will see lots of me on Dead Nation, and yeah. don't mess me up. 
Don't mess me up. Don't put mad zombies in my game just to mess with me, just to F with me, just because you don't like me. Right. And that's messed up. Please send me right. ammo and, and, and crate boxes full of things. <laughs> but but it's going to be something that we, you know, Cicero yeah. and I talked about this uh, off cast was, you know, if this game blows up into something really, really cool and that function is really, really good, we want people to play with us. You know, we want people right. to come in Absolutely. to our streams, you know, when once uh, Xbox One gets his, his Twitch stuff up with Titanfall. We, we want people to play with us. We want to engage with the audience and, and, and add us to our, you know, friends list and stuff like that. So you will see lots of streams. We'll put something up on the, on the uh, nav bar. There's already a TSP live button on the nav bar. So you can always check into our, to our Twitch. Uh, usually we have a, a, a link that goes out when uh, one of us goes on, at least when I go out on stream. So yeah, right. that's going to be dope. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of an old, television show saturday morning cartoon i think it was called captain power was no well there was photon but captain power i think it was was the one where you bought Mm -hmm. the toys and then you could shoot at i remember i remember photon and laser tag did that maybe was it laser tag yeah well yeah no it wasn't laser tag so this one was like a there was a little flying ship hey somebody somebody on the on the uh that's listening to the cast Please tweet at me at Stubby Stan or tweet at uh, Spawn on me so we can talk about what this, what the name of the show was. I think it was called Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. I think that was the one where they had like, they had these little and like the end sequence of each show. There was a, there was like a, you know, like a trench run and you could shoot with your little Captain Power. Uh, playing gun at home. You oh wait a minute! I think I know what you're talking and, about. And score and score points and stuff like that. It was like an arcade, um, right? Yeah, something like that. It, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Anyway, sorry, all that, that, I, that to say, I totally just went that, went through all my Nick, Nick, uh, Nickelodeon shows in my head, and I was like, right. it's not Nick Arcade, and it's not. Yeah. And I remember Photon because I had the big doofy helmet. And I was running around right. in my house. Yeah, yeah I had the photon that, joint. Yeah, dude, Bodie that Lee. helmet was huge. <laughs> it was a huge big, bucket. like seventeen I, pound helmet with bad plastic, <sighs> and the chest part See, never fit because yeah. you were like ten. <laughs> right. And the and the chest part right. was like down. It was like a cod piece <laughs> and a chest plate at the same right. time. <laughs> yes. So all right, so. We're in the weeds right now, but I don't care. So, all right. So, for our younger listeners, there was a show called Photon. There is a thing called Laser Tag that everybody kind of knows. There was an actual product and show called Laser Tag with a Z, um, where they had these cool little sleek, futuristic type guns, and you shoot this (laughs) laser tag and you do the thing. Well, to to, uh, be the cnc music factory to the uh whatever whatever the other group was back then but um anyway so there was a thing called photon now photon essentially was like the same thing but and they had a tv show too but that tv show was like power rangers they would always have a monster and the monster was kind of a power ranger thing and the dude would go to the photon center and he would play photon and shoot his stupid gun at the photon center, and his name was Bodie Lee. I'm really mad that and you remember that. Either, 
right so and either when you were a kid either you got a genesis or an nes and you either got laser tag or photon and because you know because my parents are my parents i love them to death i got photon and i brought my photon helmet to school one day and my man brought his laser tag <laughs> thing and you had a little you had the little chest piece for photon and i try and shoot him with his laser tag stuff and it wouldn't work but he could shoot the crap out of me and he was shooting the shit out of me on the school bus with his laser tag thing so of course photon photon sucked and laser yep. tag was the shit basically <laughs> yeah damn the caliph and cicero old man moment has been brought to you by photon right <laughs> if, if the people of Photon are still sponsoring things, sponsor our show. That would be amazing. Uh, so, yeah, exactly, exactly. That would be, be amazing. That would be the worst uh, ever, though. <laughs> oh man. So I don't know. I don't know. That, uh, yeah. Anyway, anywho. Yeah. So, yeah. All that. All that to say, <laughs> interactive TV is where it's at. Um, being able to actually not only. And and the, to to kind of break the fourth wall really quickly, um, just to talk about the power of Twitch. Um, this show, the reason that you're listening to us today, is because of Twitch. Um, if I, matter of fact, you know, I met Khalif because he was streaming his NBA 2K14 um, gaming gaming session on the day that the PS4 launched. And I've really enjoyed his interaction, you know, uh, the way he was interacting with everyone. He's got a silky smooth voice. Oh, um, yeah. As everyone, oh yeah, as everyone can hear right now. Um, and, and I, you know, he sounded like a really cool dude. And, and I reached out to him and uh, started writing for the Spawn Point blog. history was made. And history was made and, and it was all because of Twitch and it was all because of the interactivity of, of Twitch and, and being able to, you know, uh, have, have the community reach out to him and him, you know, and him having the ability to reach back out to the community. And this is just taking it the, you know, to the next logical step, um, which is, which is fantastic. And I can't, I can't wait to, to see how that yeah, works. Out. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the future, because I think it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, wild frontier right now. People are trying to figure out what the next step is going to be. Uh, I feel really bad for Twitch servers once the Xbox one comes online. Cause they're, cause they already <laughs> have a crazy delay right now. And, and the, uh, the amount of bandwidth and the amount of people who are going to jump on to, Twitch is going to be ridiculous, ridiculous, but it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to be excited to be able to hopefully watch people uh, stream their Xbox one content. That's um, going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be cool to see. We do live in good, good times, man. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking Look. of good times, uh, you were at IndieCade. No, I wasn't. No, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who told you that? No one, no one told you that. Who's telling right, me? Right. Um, right. yeah, uh, what was it two weeks ago? I think two weeks ago, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. Indiecade East yeah. is, is the annual Indiecade event, uh, that is held out in Queens at the Museum of the Moving Image. Uh, 
it is it is becoming the go to one of the go to places at least, at least on the East Coast to check out indie indie games and and hang out with indie developers and and, and get hands on with a lot of stuff. I'm really enjoying it because I've always clamored and, and, and hoped that uh, the East Coast would get a really big con or a really big kind of convention for for games. Um, back in the one up days, there was one, but it wasn't really, uh, really big yet. Um, IndieCade is great, especially if you're doing any kind of press for gaming, because people are really open. People want to talk to you. People want to show their games off. And, and, and a lot of uh, developers are really just happy to have people who want to cover their stuff. Um, it's where I met Sean Alexander. It's where I met, uh, TJ Thomas and, and, and a couple of other folks. Uh, I got to meet Aria Harvey, who, uh, who is one of the co-heads of, uh, Tale of Tales. They make amazing games. She had a, a ridiculously awesome keynote and she talked, I mean, she talked about a whole bunch of stuff, which, you know, why games, why they make the games they make. You know, how they make that, what are the processes, what are the thought processes behind them? She even went into some of the backstory of, of she and her partner's uh, meeting. And it was one of the sexiest, nerdiest stories I've ever heard in my life. It was like <laughs> Matrix sex before the Matrix was real. But it wasn't even real sex because it was just like we we met on the Internet. It was it was like the coolest we met on the Internet story I've ever heard in my life. Was it was it like the sex scene in Demolition Man between Sandra Bullock and... Uh... I don't it's remember there being Stallone. shells in her story. No, no, I'm just playing. There were no shells. But it, was, right. but I mean, that was, I mean, that was one takeaway from that particular story. But it, that wasn't the main, the main crux of it. It was a lot of, a lot of really interesting behind the scenes thoughts about just life and the industry and being a black woman in the industry and, 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 and the thought processes behind why she and her partner, I believe his name is Michael. I could be wrong. Um, I want to double check that before we, before we do all the other stuff, but um, it's, it's just really, really telling and cool to hear people speak about their games in a passionate way. You know, um, yes, his name is Michael. Um, and it makes a lot of sense to see the games they make like the path and, um, what are some of the other ones? Uh, Luxurious Superbia, which I which I bought the other day, um, which is a game that you should all kind of get. That game is fun. It's 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 a it's more of an experience um, than I would feel that is a game, um, but I think it's really 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 fun, um, and I think it's cool that people who have a passion have a place to go and discuss their passion with other like minded people. And the, the fact that the that it's open to the public and the public can get hands on with stuff like um, Killer Queen, which wow, yeah, yeah. Killer. <laughs> so, so Killer Queen is a game where it, it breaks down on multiple levels. So it's a big arcade cabinet that has two sides. It's like the old school running gun cabinets, and you can see what the other people are doing on the other side. Um, and it's, it's right. 10, it's five players to a side, four people are bees and the other one, and one person is the queen. So we're, and we're also, we'll, we'll put a link up in the, um, in the show notes, um, in a video and stuff. Um, so you basically can win three ways. You can win by, uh, military, military defeat, which is you kill all the queens. You get three queens per round. 
if you kill the queen three times, you basically go into this transformer pod and you come out as a soldier. So you go in with a piece of, uh, of uh, pollen and you go in there, you switch out, you turn into a soldier, then you try to kill the queen. You can win by doing that. You can win by collecting enough pollen up at the top of the screen and you fill up your basically your um, your hive with uh, pollen or with wax or something like that. Or you can win by there's a snail on the bottom of the screen that's in the middle of the screen. Uh, you take that snail, you can jump on it and then ride it to your side, basically take it across the screen to the other side and then you can win that way. And there's a lot of tactics. It's a lot of stuff that once you get onto the machine, you don't really know what you're doing, but people are really, really fun and will and we'll kind of walk you through it. And it's pick up and play. So you can learn in five minutes and be good in 10. Um, hmm. it, it, the, the art style is really, really simple. It's not, it's not crazy graphics, but it's, but it's one of the, it was the most fun that I had at Indiecade besides just talking to people. It was the most fun I had in a long time that, People forget just what the arcade experience really was. And that arcade experience right. is something that you cannot reproduce on a home console. You can't, pre- you can't right. reproduce it right. in, in multiplayer matches. You just have to be around people where you can semi shit talk over a cabinet and, you know, the sounds of laughter and the sounds of, um, uh, just people having fun across the way from you. You can't beat that. Right. You can't beat that. Right. And that's, you know, so that, that's, one of the things, you know, not to, to call back to Twitch, but it's one of, you know, it's one of the things that you're, you're able to get uh, almost, you're almost able to recreate in using Twitch. One of the great things about arcades and, 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 you know, all those people that were born before 19, you know, or after 1992 or 93, uh, that are listening to the cast, there were these things called <laughs> arcades. Um, it's, it's kind of like Dave and Buster's, except you just use quarters and you didn't have cards. Um, and you know, the, the arcade games that you find in the movie theaters and, and random places all over the place, there were whole buildings that just housed arcade games. And you'd go there and you'd play and random people would come up and watch you play a game and you'd have an audience watching you play against another guy or the two of you playing cooperatively together, um, which is, you know, which is something again that, you know, that, that Cobb was just saying, we, you're not able to really recreate at home. Sure. You and your friends may be on the couch watching, you know, watching one person play a game and you may be able to uh, have that experience with, with him. Or if you're playing uh multiplayer, you know, some multiplayer game online, with your friends uh, online, you're able to do that kind of stuff. But there's there's a it's a different type of feel. There's a there's a a, a a different visceral reaction you get when you're standing up in a cabinet and it's you know it's a little yes. smelly, <laughs> uh, and 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 there you know there are lots of bleeps and bloops and sounds going on all over the place, but you're still focused in on what you're doing. And, you know, the only times you actually get a break is when you hear someone who's paying attention to what you're doing give you props for for doing something great and fantastic. And that's, you know, it's 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 a feeling from a bygone era, 
but it shouldn't be. Yeah, I wish um, I wish there was a way yeah. to recreate that. And I mean, it's it's um, Josh DeBonis and, and another gentleman. I forgot his name. I'm like the worst today with remembering people's names who have done stuff. <laughs> um, well, again, we'll put all these links in the in the show notes. Um, it it doesn't. You don't get that feeling anymore. And it's and 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 that was the thing right. that if you haven't been in those spaces, the it was interesting to see the people who were way younger than I am playing on these machines because you have you know especially if you're in the fighting game community and you like fighting games joysticks aren't real for you you know joysticks right right you know, joysticks right. aren't real for you unless you're playing that you have a control pad in your hand you have a controller and right there's just a tactile feel of hitting and clicking a button that is you know depressed inside of machine or mo- moving a ball or a bat joystick around you know, that thing is really, really hard to reproduce and it, and it, and it feels good to have that kind of gameplay right at your fingertips. And I, I wish that they could, there was a way to bring that back. A lot of people have been doing home cabinets and stuff like that, but there need to be places where you can go right. play games together and be around each other and have that sit down on a couch one on one conversation while you, while you play. And I think there need to be more places like that. I know there's one in, um, right. Milwaukee, I think that, that people right. have been going to a lot. I heard, um, Sharif. Uh, Sharif Jackson talk about that. Um, Yeah, actually, Sharif and I were just there this past weekend. How 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 was the spot? It was it was great. It's a it's a really cool space. It's a really really cool space. Sitting down and having a drink. Um, Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, big ups to the people over at Level Forty Two or Lounge Forty Two. Really really great space. If you're in the Wisconsin Milwaukee area, uh, definitely go and check it out. Um, but being able to sit down and have a beer and watch someone play Metroid on a Wii U on a 42-inch screen that's right in front of you while other people are sitting on couches playing Xbox One and PS4 and they had a uh, they had a Smash Brothers tournament while I was there that uh, that awesome. Sunday night. I mean, it's just it, that, yeah, it's just fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, there were guys that were playing, uh, tabletop RPG, RPGs and card games in a, in a corner. I mean, it's, it's, it's a nerd's paradise. It's an adult nerd's paradise, That's awesome. which is amazing. They, I'm sure. Did they have good yeah. music and stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, actually they had game music. So, so it was just, uh, uh, hold on. Let me enunciate game <laughs> music, not game music. Um, but, but, um, yeah, it was, it was great to like hear the, the eight bit tune from Metroid in the, in, you know, in the background and, uh, and Zelda. I mean, that's, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. So yeah, next time I go to Milwaukee, I'm definitely gonna check okay. it out. So uh, yeah, Sharif, I owe you a beer. Sharifjackson.com. <laughs> nice. Very cool. <laughs> what 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 are we doing right now? I think we have our music break, right? Yeah, we do have our music break. I think uh, I I think you know, speaking of hot music, yes, yeah, it's, it's time for the music break. So uh, stay tuned, take a listen. It's topical. We'll talk about it cool. after the break. We'll be right back.
power shots miss fly over me. My activate jabs connect like rotary. Make you notice me, be like damn, dude's awesome totally when he rides the baseline like Ginobili. I'm vocally unmatched globally with the flow so underground but low public and notary push. In this era of GW Bush, we must load mental ammunition and bust thus. Alright, so that was Pharaoh Monch's Push off the Desire album. Um, a great, great song for the end of Black History Month. And it's a, it's a very, very topical song for, for us as a people and for me as a person. Um, because, uh, you know, some shit went down. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is how excited I am as an Xbox One owner to find out that the Xbox One is finally coming out of beta on March 11th. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Obligatory, obligatory <laughs> hand clapping. Yay. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, people, people are listening to this and they're like, wait, Stubby Stan, what are you talking about? Stubby Stan. Hey, what are you talking about? Right. The Xbox One has been around since November 22nd, 2013. Uh, how could it be in beta? Well, uh, funny you should ask that. And I'm glad you did. Uh, because <laughs> if, you, if you are an owner of an Xbox One, you know exactly what I mean. The, the system is great. Let me, you know, let me preface all of this stuff and preface all the things that are about to, about to come after this by saying that I, I could be happier being an owner of an Xbox one, but I'm very, very happy that I have the console. Um, having said that, there are lots of things that this console does that are just, just head scratchingly weird. Um, you know, one of the things that I've discussed on, uh, in this space before is that when you join a party chat, you have to actually turn the party chat on you have to enable chat instead of just having it turn on by default since you're entering a chat um and you know lots of lots and lots of just really really weird things well microsoft has decided hey you know what enough's enough and we've got this game coming out that some people have heard of i think it's called titanfall or something like that you know um and we want to make sure that all of the people that are buying the console for this game that everyone is deeming to be a system seller get a cleaned up version of the console. So, so when they, when Microsoft launched the console, it was half baked and now they're coming back and they're finally fixing it. Um, there is, as you're listening to this, if you go to the smallpointblog.com, there is a, an article um called Microsoft or the Xbox One has finally gotten out of beta and there is a lot of information there. Um if you want some nitty-gritty details about what's included in the beta, but a couple of the highlights are that they've redesigned the friends list so that when you go to friends, you actually see your friends and not the activity feed first. Um so that's a really good thing. Party chat actually works. When you're invited to a party or you start a party, chat is turned on by default. Um, and there are lots, lots more, uh, things, a lot more things that you can manipulate. Uh, uh, essentially when it comes to chat specifically, um, and, and to the friends list, 
they fixed the Xbox One by making it act more like the Xbox 360. That's which, that's interesting. <laughs> right? It's just what you know. They took something that wasn't broke and they tried to fix it and they fucked it up. Um, so now they're unfucking it up by making it work like it did before. Do you, do you feel like this this was a reaction to feedback that they had already gotten, or was it, do you think this was stuff that they had already had had in place, or or they kind of have planned this out to begin with, but they did it and screwed it up like you just said? Uh, uh you know, a uh, uh, little column A, column B, column C. Um, in my opinion, I you know, like uh, it's it's I am definitely of the camp that they released the system. It was half baked. The, the UI, the OS for the Xbox One was definitely half baked before they, you know, when they released it on November 22nd, they weren't ready from a technical standpoint, but they, you know, but they knew and, and rightfully so that this is, you know, this is a marathon and not a sprint and that, you know, that they would be able to, well, the, the mission definitely was by the time Titanfall comes out, the system better work the way that it should. And um, so, th- so they knew from the day that they released it, they had roughly four months to get it to work correctly. And, um, and, and so, you know, that, that was a little bit of them knowing what they needed to fix. That was a little bit of them getting some feedback from, from the user base um, and that was a little bit of them just putting in some placeholders until they actually could fix it or finding out some things as they were working on it that could make it work better and them innovating. Um, right. so it was just, it was a, you know, it was a cosmic, uh, a cosmic slop of different things that will allow us to have the thing that we have that we'll have on March 11th. Um, I'm part of the beta program now, so I've actually got it here. Uh, on my Xbox One, and I can I can tell all the Xbox One owners that it is much much better, much much better. Um, even even for the jaded ones of of us out there. Um, so so March 11th, if you haven't if you're not part of the beta program, uh, when when you're you're uh, getting ready to play Titanfall, when you wake up that morning and and you turn on your console, it's going to be a much nicer experience than you've experienced uh, here uh, here here for two or whatever. How here there too? Um, I'm not fancy. Um, <laughs> You're about to bust out some Shakespearean movement right there. I heard right, that. right, right, right. Hither, well, thither, and to right. to and then. <laughs> yes, I am Cicero. So, um, yeah, so it, it is, it is, it is a much, much nicer experience. Um, along with that, uh, there was, you know, remember oh so long ago, like two days before the Xbox One was set to release, uh, there was Twitch integration that was going to be there. And, and we kind of alluded to it earlier. Twitch will be available on, on March 11th as well. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, obligatory, obligatory claps for, for Twitch finally being there since they announced it first and it, you know, it's just getting in. Oh, wait a minute. I have a, actually have a question about that. Yeah. Quick question from the audience. Um, yes. so is you there, the I know, I know on PS4 that there's the playroom app. Right. 
in the playroom app has been used for some nefarious reasons, <laughs> some right, in some right. nefarious ways of late. Right. Uh, AKA internet sex. Right. Um, <laughs> is there anything like that for Xbox where you can use your, your, um, I guess besides, but I don't know. Cause like, okay. So playroom can be broadcast over Ustream. Right. And you can kind of use it to do whatever you want. Is there anything right. like that on the Xbox one? There is no game like playroom where your living space or your, you know, your space in front of the camera is what you see on full screen. Okay. Um, however, you know, you're, you're going to have your, your little box. Right. Where the connect is going to, uh, focus on, on you or, or whatever space you deem, uh, the connect to, to focus on. Um, but they've already gone on record and said that there will be moderators for, uh, Xbox streams. Okay. And if you're if you're doing anything they deem to be inappropriate, you're banned for life. Really, it's a lifetime yeah. ban. Lifetime, lifetime ban. Wow, that's lifetime ban. So that's then, they're not, huge. Yeah, they're, they're not fucking around. So basically, I just want to push this out to the community. Xbox One and Microsoft don't like fun. They don't <laughs> like freedom. Uh, so if you want to see terrible, bad internet sex, PS4 is your system of choice. That is correct. I just that want to let is, the let the community know that. That is that is correct. Yes. All right. Awesome. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's um, actually pretty cool because I remember the early days of Xbox 360 with the with the the, the Uno channels, man. Right. Ooh, yes. Boy. Yes. 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 Boy. Oh man, yes, that was yes. not fun and fun <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> right. So. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. The wild the wild west is is over for you know for good and for bad. Um, a couple of, a couple of cool things about what they're doing with Twitch on the Xbox One is, uh, they're going to allow you. So, so the first off, um, part of, part of the, an Xbox gaming, uh, Xbox One gamers lexicon now is, is when something amazing happens to say Xbox record that. Because then it automatically just records the last 30 seconds of whatever game that you were playing. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a fun thing to say. Well, now the, the new thing in your, uh, Xbox lexicon will be Xbox broadcast, which will immediately bring you to Twitch to allow you to start streaming whatever game you're playing. And, uh, so you'll, you'll start, you'll start streaming, um, your audience, is is truly your community they can invite you to party chats you can invite them to party chats you can also allow them to um join the game session that you're currently playing uh and you can you can exclude them from all of those things um additionally uh just a quick aside i forgot about it party chat you you can now lock your parties so you can be your parties can be invite only so i'm That's really awesome. excited about that yeah I'm, I'm really excited about that which is a dumb thing to be excited about because it was one of the things that was available on the 360 <laughs> and and you know they're finally bringing it back so n- that nonetheless so twitch you you know so you can broadcast um, people can broadcast, uh, or can join your games. They can join your chat. It, it, there's really a, a community, a large community involvement. And the other thing, which is apparently a thing that's only available on Xbox from, from the console side is that we've got, you're going to have access to Twitch's entire 
live stream library. So PC, PS4, um, you know, uh, Xbox, whatever it, whatever it is, if they're, if somebody's streaming on Twitch, you're going to be able to see it, which is something up until this point wasn't available everywhere do you so, happen to know also if the um archiving works from from the console because i know it doesn't work on the ps4 so they've been kind of cagey about whether or not that's a thing um but initially that was something that they said that you were going to be able to do so so i guess the best answer is i don't know but if I had to guess, I would I would lean towards the probably side as All opposed right. to the no side. We'll try to see if we can find out for yeah, you guys uh, right. and see if we can reach out to some Microsoft people and see if that's a, if that's a thing. Yeah, because um, because that would be cool. That's actually something that we that I miss not having because I'm not playing on PC games. Right. Because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens during the stream, but you just don't you don't get to keep it. So. Right. Um, yeah. So the, so the, 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 the talking point, um, the, I guess the media soundbite from, from the Twitch Xbox One reveal is that this is the most robust Twitch app in gaming. Um, so, so I, my assumption is that there is going to be a lot of things that you're going to be able to do. Um, on the Xbox One side that you weren't able to do before the Xbox One version of Twitch has released, unless you were, of course, on the PC, which is superior to to us all. We we bow down before you. I mean, I hope so, because so, their mobile app is ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I say that it was ass? Because it's right. ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not... Yeah astronomically good no it's, it's no it yes. also made me it also made me think about uh people who don't enunciate and they speak yeah. to their uh speak to their connects uh, and they would uh, say xbox broad ass right broad ass. <laughs> i don't even know what that would bring you to it probably bring you probably bring up a bing a bing <laughs> page right. broad something. ass right. broad uh, ass the game broad ass the game yeah yeah brought to you by uh, naughty yeah. dog Right. Yeah. So talk to my friends about that stuff. But uh, speaking of talking to my friends. Oh, man. Uh, so you post, yeah. you, we, we posted a, an article. You posted an article that you penned uh, the other, uh, actually, what, yesterday? Yeah. And you kind of broke the internet, which was yeah, awesome. Just, at least you broke, yeah. you, you kind of broke N4G at least. Right. Um, right. So please go into that because it, right. it was a really good story and, we, and the response to it was amazing. So. The response is still happening right now. It was amazing. Right. So go yeah. into that a little bit for everybody. So, so, uh, so a couple of days ago, I was on, uh, Xbox chat, party chat with a good friend of mine, Nick, also known as Beg for Mercy or Xbox Live's own Beg for Mercy. Um, and he was saying that he was going to write a letter to, to Microsoft. And I was like, well, tell me, you know, tell me why. And he started talking, and then I started talking, and then we started talking together, and then I understood that this was definitely a letter that needed to be written. And 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 here's 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 the the nitty gritty, you know, 
I've been an Xbox Live gamer since week one of the Xbox Live on the original Xbox. Um, we're talking, we're talking eleven years now. I've been an I've been an Xbox gamer, and um, you know, in that time, I've loved my community. I've loved being able to foster. Um, the relationships that I've been able to, to foster and I moved away from home. So being able to reconnect with my friends from home and, and do the thing that we love to do gaming, um, was, was great. Um, I, you know, I bought a 360 day one. I've got my Xbox one day one edition. Um, and, and part of the problem was you know, I watched the, you know, I watched the day ones roll out. I watched what Microsoft was doing for the European, for the European, uh, market, for the world markets, for the UK market. And, and in all of those markets, they were getting games. You know, they were like, Hey, please buy our system. Please, please buy our system. And please, you know, please go out there and, and, and pick it up for us. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be really happy. We'll give you a game. Here's Forza 5. Here's FIFA 14. Here's FIFA 14 and Forza 5. Um, but you know, they were, and, and what they did in the States was they kind of said, all right, well, hey, if you buy our system, we'll give you Jago on Killer Instinct. You'll have to still buy Killer Instinct. Right. If you, if you didn't want it, if you don't want to buy Killer Instinct, you can still play with Jago. There you go. Um, and, and, you know, now the, the news just came out that there will be a new bundle. If for those of you, here's a, l- a little bit of news for you guys. Um, there will be a new bundle for the Xbox One. If you haven't gotten one already, now is the time to get one because there's a limited edition of, uh, or a limited amount of limited edition Titanfall bundle Xbox Ones. These aren't Titanfall branded Xbox Ones, but for the price of an Xbox One, four ninety nine ninety nine, five hundred bucks, you can get to, uh, the Xbox One with a digital copy of Titanfall. So essentially, you're getting Titanfall for free. Um, and this is hot off the heels of there being a price drop in in the UK of the Xbox One console from 430 pounds to 400 pounds. And then over in the UK, GameStop has dropped the price of the Titanfall editions of the Xbox One from 400 pounds to 370 pounds. Um, So the price of an Xbox One in the UK dropped 80 pounds in less than a week. Um so, you know, all of that stuff is well and good. But, you know, as I sit back, I'm like, well, look, I've been riding with, you know, uh, to get a little hood on it. I've been riding with with Xbox since almost quite literally day one with Xbox Live since almost quite literally day one. And I haven't gotten shit for it. I haven't gotten, you know, nobody saying dog have a lick over here in North America. <laughs> to to the cats that have been loyal and and you know like i was just saying with the xbox one the xbox one launched half-baked and i understand you know i understand i'm a i'm an early adopter and that's kind of what you get when you're an early adopter but the problem that i had um and the problem that i continue to have is the people in europe are early adopters too 
and they're getting free games. You know, I got. I'll, po- I'll pose this to you though. I'll pose this to you because this was something that was said throughout many of the comments on both the M4G post and on the site post was right. So what? I don't right. care. <laughs> we are from the UK. In the UK, we have to pay more money for our systems and for our games. Stop being a whiny bastard. Right. So what do you have to say to that? Well, uh, you know what? Uh, listen, you're in the UK. You're in Europe. There's a value-added tax. There are tariffs. You're always paying more. You're always going to pay more. You paid more for your 360 than I did. You paid more for your PS3 than I did. You paid more for your PS2 than I did. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. You pay more for your Xbox than I did. You were going to pay more for your Xbox One than I was going to, regardless to whether they gave you a free game or not. They didn't give you a free game because you're paying more. They gave you a free game because they wanted you to buy the system. You know, that's that's the that's the difference. They wanted you guys to buy the system. And and the thing that I'm starting to feel is like they, you know, Microsoft knows that that here at home we're gonna buy their system right and you know and that's like yes i bought the system i have the system i love the system i really do but i love the system not necessarily because it's a game machine it it plays games and it plays games really well but i bought the system because it's a multimedia device um, you know, I was the 1% that was really excited about the TV and I've got it now. And the TV part is great. Watching Netflix and watching entertainment on it is fantastic. Using voice controls to do things is phenomenal. Uh, again, I'm going to break, you know, I'm going to pull behind the curtain a little. Uh, Khalif and I use Skype and, and there are times when I'm not actually on my laptop and ready to record and he'll call me on Skype and I pick up, I pick up my Skype on my, on my Xbox and, and you know, we're talking and conversing and and it's, you know, it's a perfectly normal Skype conversation. And then when I'm done and I, you know, and and I, you know, we're, we're the conversation is over. I say Xbox hang up and boom, it's gone. And actually, if you want to pull back a little bit more, the first episode of spawn on me was done on your headset from your Xbox. There you go. So there you go. the quality is really good. I think yeah. the multimedia functions they've gotten down right. from everyone that that I've that I've talked to who has one. Right. Right. But again, it goes back to the game part. Right, right, and right? and so yeah, so 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 for me, I you know I've got a problem with you know I'm I'm going to keep the system. I love the system, like I said, as a multimedia device. But if I continue to feel like they care less about me as a consumer microsoft does and they don't feel like it it's it's in their best interest to to reward me for my loyalty or to reward me for sticking through all the the quite frankly bullshit that they put us through in the first three months of of owning the system then when i pick up my ps4 when baseball finally comes out in may um then maybe my PS4 will be my primary gaming system and all of those licensing fees and all of those, you know, all of the games that I wind up buying, um, and purchasing going forward will be done on, on the Sony, on the Sony platform and they'll get all that money because, you know, quite honestly, Microsoft doesn't make or, or, or the Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, well, Nintendo maybe, but Sony and Microsoft, they don't make a lot of money on the consoles. 
themselves. Right. They usually eat they a ma- lot of that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and matter of fact, this is the first generation where out of the box, out of, you know, right out of the gate, the consoles, they're, they're turning a profit on the consoles. Um, they were, they were losing money in, in the last generation on both the consoles for a very, very long time. Um, so this, this part, that part of it is definitely unique this time around. But that being said, they make their money on the licensing fees from, you know, third parties and, and first parties licensing, you know, having to pay a license to make a game on those consoles. So if fewer people are playing the games on the consoles, then, then the, the companies, the EAs, the, you know, the Activisions of the world will be less likely to spend the money for the licensing fee for, to, to make games on that console because everyone's turning, you know, turning tail and, and moving over to the, to, to the other ones. So Microsoft, you guys, you know, I hope, I, I hope you saw my letter. I hope you saw my letter and I hope you took it seriously. Um, because, you know, here I am extolling your virtues and still telling you that I, I, I can walk away at any moment. Tell them why you're mad, not, son. Right. Tell them why you're mad, son. Yeah, and not feel bad about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing, it's one thing like, you know, I bought the, you know, I was an early adopter. I was an early adopter because I, you know, I wanted to be part of the conversation. That part is cool. I wanted to make sure that I got a console. I didn't give a shit about the day one achievement. It's a pointless, literally, literally and figuratively (laughs) a pointless achievement. You get zero points for it and it means absolutely nothing. Um, it would be amazing if they decide, if Microsoft decides, that hey, everyone that's got a day one achievement, we know that we're selling. Uh, you know, we know that everyone bought their console to play Titanfall. No one bought it to play NBA 2K or or Killer Instinct or even Pagel 2 or you know Battlefield 4 or Rise or you know any of those dumbass games that we you know that we've all been kind of biding our time until Titanfall comes out with. Um, you know, now that you're, you're selling Titanfall for free, essentially to a limited number of, of people, maybe that limited number of people should grow a little more into the people that, that have day one editions. I mean, do think about doing something. So let me ask, and, let me ask you this yeah. really quick before, because yeah. we're going to start to wrap it up in one second. Right. right. If there was one or two things that Microsoft could do to win you back a little bit to, to, to satisfy that feeling of not getting something that the other side has, what would that be? Well, so, so there's, there's a precedent that's been set. Um, when, when Nintendo, you know, and, and this is one of the things that was kind of addressed in the, in, in the, in the comments. My letter is not about a price drop. You know, a price drop happened and I talked about it, but that's not what this letter is about. But having said that, there is a precedent set when Nintendo released the 3DS and they released it at 249. Um, no one really bought it or a few people bought it, but then they were like, they, it wasn't selling the way that they thought it should. They, they eight months in or six months in, they dropped the price. And as a show of good faith to those early adopters, they gave out 20 or 25 free games right to to you know people who who spent the 
extra amount of money, whatever it was, 50 bucks or whatever it was at the time, um, you know, they went above and beyond to to make sure that those people felt didn't feel jilted um, as a result of going out there and being loyal to to this brand. Um, when when Sony had their hack a few years ago um, and everyone had to change their credit cards and, you know, and all that other crazy stuff as part of Sony's mea culpa was, hey, here are four games that you guys get for free. And they were good. They were good games, you know, infamous, um, the, the wipeout HD, which, you know, it was okay, but it was cool. It's got 3d. There was a bunch of, you know, a bunch of really cool shit in it. But uh, again, it was one of those things like, Hey, we realize that you stuck by us when we did something embarrassingly bad. And as, as a way of saying, thank you, here are some games um, and, you know, we, we know that it may not necessarily remove the entire bitter taste from your mouth, but, but perhaps it, it at least makes you feel a little bit better. And, um, yeah, go ahead, bro. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, and I think that although people, and, and mind you, again, the reaction and support for the site and the article has been amazing. Right. Um, I think that people should be vocal. Like, be, right. you know, like people have been complaining about the, the I forgot what the Xbox system of giving a free games was again. Games, games with gold. Games, games with, with gold. Um, giving really, really not dope games and stuff that's been pretty old and no one really wants to play. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, hey, guys, next games, games for gold, you get is fusion frenzy. Right. You know, you know, right. like, well, <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you're not far off because uh, so the rumor has it that the first weeks or the first half of the months of, of March's games with gold game is, is Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution, which is a fantastic game, really fun game. But it was super fun in 2008 when it was fucking released. I mean, it really, it really, really burns my biscuits it really pisses me off that that microsoft tries to trot out this this uh the you know they they do this false equivalency like oh yeah we're you know we're providing you with free games too when when playstation plus is i mean they're just running circles around microsoft when when it comes to you know when it comes to what they're doing and what they're providing for for the consumer um and you know i like i i've been very careful as we're talking you know as i'm talking about this here to not mention playstation plus and and not mention all of this other stuff because one of the things that people kept talking about in the cast was or in in the comments was oh well you know why don't you jump ship or, you know, why did you choose to, to do this thing? You know, why did you choose to, to buy the console early and, you know, all that other jazz? I, I, you know, I specifically am talking about what Microsoft is doing for, for people in other markets that they're not doing for people in their home markets. Right. Loyalty and friendship means a lot. And, you know, I know it's a little immature, a little to talk about friends with, with you know, a being friends with a, with, with a corporation. And I, I, I know that part is silly, but, it, you know, it's just kind of a, an, a, you know, a metaphor and an analogy 
for for the relationship that you you believe that you're fostering and 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 to be quite honest it is a relationship that you're fostering you're you're paying them money and they're providing you with a service and you would want that service to be comparable to the service that they're providing other people and if they're not doing that then you have the right to sit back and say hey what the fuck's going on why aren't you doing that um i have the answer though yeah what's that i know exactly what microsoft should do everyone get really close to your headphones are you ready all right. Yeah. The, the next games for gold game should be Flappy Bird. <laughs> if they bring Flappy Bird to the Xbox One, they will rack in the people. Sony will be dead. PC will be dead. Flappy the Bird. Mobile, mobile, mobile games will be dead. Yes. Flappy Bird will be the savior for the Microsoft system. Right. Here, here are my words, Internet. <laughs> so, all right. So I, I just want to say one other thing, I, you know, like, so I want to I want to take this time to one, uh, you know, Kyle's already done it, um, but I'm going to do it too. one. Thank every every single person um, that commented on N4G, commented on Google Plus, commented on the smallpointblog.com. Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to read, read that letter, um, read my thoughts, read my feelings and to comment on it. Um, it, I mean, uh, truly overwhelmed with the response, uh, that the, that the article has gotten. If you guys haven't had a chance to read it, um, please go to the site and take a look at it. Uh, I, I personally think it's a great article. The internet kind of thinks it's, it's something worth talking about right now. Um, but there are a couple of things that I, that I want to address that I didn't get a chance to address on N4G. Um, but, I, but I will address them now. Um, well, and this is, this is actually one from our, our site. What the fuck kind of name is Cicero? That was um, Darian Long. Whoever that, <laughs> Darian, whoever, whoever Darian is. Darian, big ups to you, bro. Cause oh. I really laughed at that. Um, I've been hearing that my entire life, but, uh, you know, just, just to let you know, I'm the third. So I've got a legacy behind it, and if you you know, just take a chance in Wikipedia history. And wait, wait, and hold on, and we have to we have yeah. to shout out because I'm gonna oh, po- yeah. I'm gonna post this in yeah, the yeah, show yeah. notes. <laughs> the response to the question that Darian put of what the fuck kind of name is Cicero is absolutely amazing, and why I love the internet. I'm gonna post yes. it. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I'm gonna post it. Yes. And yes. also, also, yes. I just wanted to jump in really quick and say, um, the 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 cool thing about this. Has been one. It's been a really good um, uh, show of force for people who really are passionate about uh, gaming. And right. two, it's been really awesome to see just how cordial the right. the yes. conversation has been and yes. how how adult it's been. It didn't turn into like fanboy wars when I totally expected it to, and that's been pretty cool to see. Right, right. It's it's been it's been very very what's the opposite of disheartening heartening yeah (laughs) heartwarming yes yeah um it's been it's been great to see uh it it really restored my faith in internet humanity um watching and reading the discourse and and for those of you that did comment as of last night um i i went in and responded to every single one of you. I read each and every one of your comments and responded to each and every one of you personally. Um, I'm going to try after the cast to go in and 
look at the rest of the comments and do the, exactly the same so that no one's left out. Um, you know, please come back to the site. Thank you so much for commenting. Thank you so much for reading. But I just wanted to address this one point. Um, it's, it's a point that was brought up, wasn't brought up on small point, but it was definitely brought up on N4G, but I didn't have the ability to respond to it. Um, there's a part in the letter where I talk about how I lost the friendship that I've had that I fostered over 10 years on, on Xbox Live. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is, I mean, quite honestly, it was a friend, friend of mine that I've had for a very, very long time. And any, you know, any of you, any of you that have, uh, live vicariously through Xbox Live kind of understand the way this relationship works. You start playing with someone. And, you know, you think that person's cool. That person thinks you're cool. You guys may get into a clan. And then, you know, then you've got this group of friends that, that you, that you kind of roll with and you look for them and you, you know, and, and you may not even be playing games with them, playing games at the same time, but you're just shooting the shit. You're talking about each other's families. You, you know, that you're, you're genuine friends. You're doing the things that friends in, you know, IRL would do in real life for those who, who are uninitiated. Um, this is this is who this person was and and we were talking about tomb raider and tomb raider's frame rates um prior to tomb raider being released and and the thing that i said was hey you know you got to be patient tomb raider uh you know in a year we're not going to be having these conversations anymore because you know part of the reason that we're having these conversations is that the sdks from the the software development kits from microsoft didn't didn't roll out to developers until way way late in in the process so they didn't have a, you know they didn't have the same amount of time to optimize the game for the xbox one the way that they had the time to optimize the games for the playstation 4 right and in 12 months we're not going to have these same types of issues um and and you know just just like it was last generation and the response that i got was 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 the antithesis of of rational thought um it, you know it became a yelling and screaming match he, you know he started calling me names and and then you know he then muted me in the chat and then while we're, while I'm in the chat and he you know I can still hear him but I apparently he couldn't hear me was talking about how he's you know he wishes I was in front of him so he could punch me in the face. And it was just, you know, it just, it just got really, really silly. And, you know, it's to the point where, look, if, if you're, if you're going to be a bully, if, you know, if we can't have what exactly what we had on, on the site when people were talking about differing opinions, just, you know, adult mature, uh, discourse, if we can't have that, and we've been friends for 10 years and both of us are almost 40 years old, then, then obviously we can't be friends. Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm coming on, I'm coming on the Xbox to play games and to, you know, to, to have some camaraderie with, with people that are like-minded. And if, you know, if you're not like-minded, then, then, you know, so be it. And that's, that's okay. Um, but, but I don't have to, if you're, you know, if you're going to try and bully me, I, I, you know, I don't have to be a party to that anymore. And, you know, there are, there are lots of, uh, mechanisms in place for, for me to, you know, disassociate myself from you. 
And, you know, we can still run in the same circles, but I just, you know, I just don't mess with you. I don't ride with you anymore like that. And, and, you know, to be quite honest, um, you know, it, it, it saddens me that, that my friendship with this person is over. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's not irreconcilable, but it's not something that, that I feel like I have to extend an olive branch to try and reconcile. Um, so, so, it, you know, for those of you who, who had comments about it on N4G, um, you know, it's not that serious, you know, where you said, Hey, Stan, it's not that serious to lose a friend you've had for 10 years over Tomb Raider. You're absolutely right. Um, but as an adult, you've, you know, you've got to take a stand somewhere and, and, you know, so, so, you know, like many stories, it was much more nuanced than that, but I just wanted to let you guys know that, Hey, you know, I really made a, a, an honest, genuine best effort to try and, 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 you know, keep that friendship going and, and, you know, and definitely open, open to having that friendship return. But, um, the, the person in, in this particular person needs to change the way that he behaves on the internet in order for us to, to rekindle that friendship. So. Dope. Dope. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think, I think honestly that, you know, we use the words and terms fanboy on our, on our site and podcast right. for ourselves personally in a very right. loose, loose, loose manner. Right. You Absolutely. Know, like we're, Absolutely. I, we're pretty much all co- console agnostic at, at, right. at, at the spawn point. So as much as, as much as we may talk about how we are as quote unquote fanboys, we, we like mostly everything. So, I guess that's a cool way to to, to end the show. We had a really right. good time. Um, yes, we did. We want to again, <laughs> uh, for the seven thousandth time, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thank you all for yeah. sharing the show. Thank you all for paying attention to us when we don't pay attention to ourselves. <laughs> uh, and we want to say, you know, thank you again to everybody who has been rocking with us since day one. It's been really, right. really fun, and we're right. only getting bigger from here. So, right. uh, hopefully, we will get to eighty-five regions right. by next show. Yeah, and uh, I'm only two thousand four hundred and four followers away on Twitter from three thousand. So, go. so we keep rising to the top. Right. <laughs> and uh give it all you got give it all you got yeah absolutely um so um, we're gonna so we're gonna actually add some stuff to the show notes we'll put our um our gamer tags and psn names and stuff so right. if you want to run with us right. and play with us and add us you can do that uh right. you can find me at kajakins is my personal account uh the site account is at spawn point blog and the uh podcast twitter account is at spawn on me uh cicero you want to let them know where they can find you uh, you can find me at Stubby Stan. Uh, that's all one word. And uh, if you want to follow me on Google Plus, you can find me at Plus Cicero Holmes. Um, additionally, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can follow us at the Spawn Point Gaming Blog um, or the Spawn Point Blog. Um, one of the one of the two of those <laughs> works. Um, but yeah, yeah, the community is growing. Um, please come in, come and talk to us. We're on there all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully soon, if I can get my lazy ass in the gear, there will be a a fan page for the Spawn on Me podcast on Facebook as well. And uh, yeah, I mean all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, look look for me on on Xbox One, 
Uh, I am Stubby Stan. It's my first name, Stubby. My last name is Stan. Spell it right. Um, capitalize it right. Word. And I am Kaja One at a uh, uh, on the PSN. And yeah. word, come check us out. Come play with us. Yeah. Come talk to us yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And until the next show, and until next, I don't know. We haven't decided if we're gonna go weekly or biweekly. So right, we'll, we'll right. Keep well, that's on that. Yeah, that's that's the, you know what I mean. That's the question. So normally we we end each show with a community question, and uh, I think that should be the community question this week. Do you guys, you know, so now you've you've now heard us in, in the last three weeks. You've heard us every week. Are you getting used to hearing us every week? Do you want to hear us every week? Um, you know, because we like talking to you guys and, and we really like uh, communing with you. But, you know, we don't want to oversaturate you. So do you do you do you like us? Do you really you hear us? <laughs> um, let us know. Yeah, let, let us, us know. know. Great. Send us tweets and stuff at all the right. pertinent places. Right. Yes. And again, thank you so much for coming through. And we will speak yeah. to you next week or maybe the week afterward. Right. <laughs> and all we'll right, say uh, peace. Peace. Uh, go to Kickstarter.com's Treachery on Beatdown City and Word. Peace, guys. Peace. <laughs>